What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. What up, what up? It's Charles or Chuck, and we have a special guest today. Yeah. What up? It's EE or Chocolate Thunder. They know me down in Mexico, man, man. What's up, boys? What up, what up? I mean, unfortunate that Haz and Pink couldn't join us today. Pink uh, being busy being a father and then Haz got swamped with some last minute work stuff. So, yeah, uh, no Haz, no Pink, but we do have myself, Tweak, and the phenomenal EE. Do you still go Can by I- that? Can I? I no. That name is is dead and gone. Oh, but I would like there. to say that I only agreed to come on here if Has was not present. So this actually worked out amazingly. Uh, that Hazmat is busy with work. Okay, nice. Yeah, whatever you want to. I tried call to it, cover it up, man. Come on. I'm man. sorry, but I'm here. I'm feeling good. I'm, I appreciate the invite. A hundred so episodes in, somebody finally DM'd me a, "Hey, you want to come on Tweak Talks?" I said, <laughs> "Hell yeah, I want to come on Tweak Talks, man." So let's get it. <laughs> How yeah, was so. uh, Delfino? Dude, so mm. here's the thing about Delfino, okay? And I and I tried to make this clear um, when I talked about it last week. That yeah. community is so, like, legit, man. Like, you want to talk about hospitality and making you feel welcome just out of nowhere. It, it's amazing. And, like, the craziest thing is, too, like, a lot of the people who, like, came up and, like, wanted to, like, kind of chat a little bit or take a picture – like, not everybody spoke English, and they would, like, have, like, uh, like the translator on their phone. I'm like, damn, like, that's, like, legit. Like, my ignorant ass don't know no Spanish, not, not anything, you know, past, like, uno, dos, tres. But the fact that they made such an effort, I cannot tell you how much I appreciated that. The food was lit. The, the bars were lit. The mamacitas, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going too deep into that. Calm down, calm down. I'm just saying everything about that trip was amazing. And I hope to see both of you at the next Delfino Mazda, man. Because I think you—I mean, you guys went to Smash Draft. You know, Mexico is an amazing, amazing time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a great time at Smash Factor. I'm assuming Delfino was a very similar experience as well. I—I I know Delfino has a lot more like beach areas and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So could it could uh, definitely hit that Hawaii itch for myself. But we had Shine. This weekend, really excited to talk about that. I know you're really excited to talk about that, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar. I, I run, I, own, I run my own little small podcast, Two Lights Out. You know, just no big deal, no big deal, so tiny. Uh, but one of <laughs> one of the founding members of said podcast actually won the final shine. My boy Light took it home, the first Spacey to actually win a shine. Believe it or not, I think that was just kind of like poetic justice you know what i mean given the title of the event and you know people are probably going to argue it wasn't even a hard tournament but beating zamba no easy task let's keep it a stack we all know what zamba is i wasn't home but i was watching on my phone and stuff and we were like in a starbucks drive-thru towards the end of grand finals (laughs) and like towards like the very like i was actually like shaking that it was so tense yeah like, Light was down, like, 100%, game five, set two, and, like, barely managed to win. Like, it was just a crazy, crazy grand finals. Like, I think it was 3-1 in set one, and then 3-2 in set two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like we saw, like, every, like, shade of Light, like, where he's, like, kind of struggling, like, not hitting as hard, but then there was moments where he'd really turn it up, and it was, like, so super back and forth, and... uh yeah, it was actually a fun time. I wasn't at Shine, so I watched all of it. Um, props to Zamba, too. Like, some of those mo- Zamba moments were some of the best we've ever seen him play as well. Yep. I think those two just really played super well in, like, a lot of key moments. Like, Zamba with the footstool dares. Um, the, he was doing the down tilt up smashes. Like, he was really playing his character specifics, and he's been, like, leveling up with like specific rob stuff we saw him doing it versus the footstool dares versus leo at crown and it's just cool to see that you know he's putting in the like he's not just relying on his uh his fundies you know what i mean like he's actually putting in the extra work to like give himself any edge he can and it's really showing because like doing those things in all the different matchups is even for something like footstool dare like you know, footstooling out of shield is slightly different all the time, depending on what hits your shield, where where they are, like the size of their hurt box. Like, um, so yeah, shout out to both of them, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and I think Zamba, I I would say winners finals. Zamba was not as clean. That That's the only set like I didn't watch, so I'm glad you're talking about that one. Yeah, so 
I mean, winners finals was still pretty decent, but I, I think Zomba really had to clean it up. I the, when whenever a set ends versus Fox and you die to Firefox, you know, un, under the stage, <laughs> un, whether it's untechable or not, like you, you should not be losing your stocks because of that, right? That that is obviously the situation where you're supposed to punish Fox. Um, obviously, Firefox is very powerful. Like, why does it do like 30 damage and untechable you? Question mark, right? I mean, that's just ultimate, I guess. But uh, I mean, that's especially when you're Rob off stage. But Zomba definitely cleaned it up in Grand Finals. And then, I mean, when Grand Finals is the best set, I feel like that's such a perfect way to end the tournament. Yeah. And it was the last tournament of the series. It was the first time a New England native has ever won Shine for both. Mm. Um, for between ultimate and melee, that was the first time between both series, both uh, games. So for the last one, for a Fox main to go ahead and bring it home, New England native being light. So really poetic ending to the, the tournament series. I mean, Shine has been a great tournament series throughout Smash 4, Ultimate, of course, for melee the entire time it's been around. And yeah, even the matchup specific things, I think I thought both players were playing clean. So Tweak mentioned down tilt to up smash. So there's a percentage window, and this is a very specific like Rob against Fox thing that you can down tilt into up smash, and it's true. And there's w windows where you just do it for damage, and there's also windows where you can just straight up get the sock. Yeah. It can be Zombo. at like eighty, which is like really, really like that's a really nice percent to yes. have the kill confirmed like that. And then game five, last stock, last hit, light drops, two confirms. It's getting a little sloppy. It's getting Stronger intense. Too, like, Dude, yes, exactly. Both players are getting sloppy towards the end of game tournament. five. That shit was tournament. Exactly. Yes, I, those kind of grand finals, I like, a, I like a side of slop. You know what I'm saying? Like a side of slop makes everything a little bit more exciting, a little bit more tense. And then at the very end, just a very clean dash up parry for the... Uh, for the up smash setup for light yeah. and Zomba throughout the whole set was doing such an incredible job of spacing his nares because Fox loves to shark you underneath platforms. Right. But Zomba would do these nares where the, the nair, the bottom side of the nair was so disjointed that it would catch light trying to shark with up airs. So it just both players. His disadvantage really pushing. in general was very, very, it was such a good balance of being bold and disciplined and going to the ledge and waiting. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he played it really well, like as well as you can versus Fox. A lot of the time when I'm preparing to fight Fox or taking notes on like how, whether it's how to beat light or how to beat Fox in general, I'm always like trying to see like there's a lot of situations where Fox is just so crazy that you have to like, how can I get hits? But it's like not as bad as like the most optimal hit, like, you know, like cutting your losses right. kind of thing. And I think Zamba did a great job of that uh, in a lot of situations. Something I actually wanted to ask Phil, since I'm sure he watches Light all the time, is what do you look for when it comes to like feeling out like, oh, is Light going to win this tournament? Is he going to win this set? Like, what do you look for? That's probably like a red flag. Like, is there anything that like that that goes through your head when you're watching him play that that either like worries you or excites you? Yeah, so there's like this thing that's been, and this is just like my observation, but I, I do watch like quite a bit. Yeah. I feel like I know him very well. Yeah. There's this thing that people talk about, like where he like kind of puts up the sleeves and stuff like yeah. that. He's really trying, he's getting serious. I, I, I see that as a red flag because I think when he does that sleeve shit, he's trying to convince himself that he can still win. At all points and times, he should know that he absolutely can yeah. win. But he was busting his ass in winner's finals, I was like, okay, bro, don't even touch the sleeves. Just keep touching <laughs> that ass, okay? And that's what he did, okay? And to your point, Charles, Zamba was not the cleanest because there's a stark difference between how he played in winner's finals and how he played yeah. in grand finals. I give that up. Winner's finals, Zamba would not have reset that bracket for sure. Yeah. But Light, to me, just looked – even after he lost in the first set of grands and he put his head down, I was like, okay. I was like, you're, you're, you're breathing in. You're taking a breath. You're assessing the situation. You know you're fine. You know this, like you know, you only have to take three games, and I think the way I was thinking is how he was thinking too, because I felt like if he wasn't fully confident that he could he could win, there's no way it goes to game five, let alone he makes that comeback in the fifth game uh, to get the W. So, so that's what I really look for from like I'm really big on his body language and yeah. like just as somebody who talks to him after like matches stuff like that, understanding like where he probably is like mentally, and I think he was in a great spot. And I think he did have a little weight on his shoulders. Like, I want to defend New England. I really want to do this. I want to get this W because he'd been absent from a couple top eights recently. So I know this was like a big deal to him, even if the caliber yeah. wasn't as thick with talent. But nonetheless, top eight and dub's a dub. So I think it all just worked out really well for him. I want to see that more often. 
because uh, I know he he kind of went into that event with not as much consistent practice. He's got some IRL stuff going on, you know what I'm saying? We all have have stuff that comes up, but uh, I could notice like the consistency returning throughout watching some of his bracket play, uh, even when he was playing Aaron, like a lot, like he styled on Aaron. Good lord, like I don't it know was, if you saw it, but that I was okay. I feel like against Aaron, it, it kind of ramped up as it yes, a hundred percent. And that's what I was trying to get at when I was talking about like I feel like we saw so many different um, types of lights like play. Like we saw like back and forth. We saw like a set ramping up and then we mm-hmm. saw a set where he just dominated from the beginning. Like I think there's a couple of situations versus Aaron where I thought Aaron was playing really well. But then like light would either ramp up or like, you know, take an opportunity and run with it. Like he got some early like edge guards and stuff like that. Um that one was important to me because obviously um, I love watching uh, Aaron and his Diddy. And also I'm just – it feels like uh, Lai and I are kind of like we've just played a thousand times. We warm up together. We're just – we're good friends whether we want to be or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we're just stuck with each other, especially as like two of like the stronger players in America. So Definitely. I like Hold seeing – down for the USA. Here. Yeah, I like seeing him do well. I like watching him play. There's really nothing like light in Smash Ultimate too. And I'm like the biggest Fox hater in the world, but like I can acknowledge that like there's never going to be like another light. So um, you got to appreciate it while you can. Um, But yeah, I I thought like there was definitely points where like Zamba and Aaron just really um, stood above the other players like in this tournament specifically. Um, but I did think Aaron played fantastic too. I think he had a lot of great moments versus uh, Anathema and especially DM actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron versus DM was really interesting because DM would start out like zero to deathing Aaron and Aaron only dropped one game in that set. And there was like two or three matches where he just got like zero to death and he would just, he would and win. he won the game. I remember that. I yeah, think that which is like impressive in itself. But the way he was actually executing like, he would be down, and he would go for, like, a really optimal Diddy combo. Like, And as a Diddy player myself, like, I know the differences between, like, going for the easy stuff and actually pulling out something that's, like, difficult and optimal. And he was doing that while he was getting destroyed the first stock. So, like, I thought um, he ended up – if you just look at the, the 3-1 versus DM, I feel like it tells a different story than if you actually watch the set. Because when I was watching the set, I was like, oh, no. Like, he's just not even going to take a game. Like, he's barely even getting hits at the beginning of the matches. Yeah. But um, even versus Zamba, uh, he lost 3-0. And it was the same thing. Like, the match would just start, and he would just get, like, just death comboed or, like, just crazy situation. And when he still got his hits in, it was going really, really well. So I think that says a lot, like, in a tournament setting to be able to, like, you know, like, I'm sure we've all, like, a lot of players have dealt with, like, let's say you're fighting, like, Kazuya, and you just die, or Steve. So I, I feel like you're ready for anything if you can still, like, execute really well, especially with a character like Diddy. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you pointed that out, too, with Aaron, because I feel like Aaron is somebody who's, like, incredibly talented. But I feel like his his mental fortitude hasn't always matched up with the talent, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's can get easily discouraged. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like half the time. I don't know if he's battling between wanting to still be a competitive player or or wanting yeah. to just do a con- be a content creator. You know what yeah. I mean? Which would both be fine routes for him because he's great at, at both of them. But yeah, I do yeah. feel like there's a balance that he can definitely capture and, and um, take full advantage of because we've seen these kind of peaks from Aaron before. And I think he's way too gifted to just want to like kind of just retire off that. If, if, if you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't want to see him not yeah. competing. I, oh, I, so I loved watching him play. Um, Cause I feel like Diddy's a character where like a lot of the play, the good players with Diddy, like they always bring something different. So like, you know, I learned a lot. We talked a bunch, um, especially like once he qualified for top eight that night we talked and, uh, I feel like he's in a good spot. I feel like he's like been placing higher. He's been getting a lot of good wins every tournament. Like, um, yeah, I'm 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 proud of him. He also lost a bunch of weight recently, which is yes. really cool. Um, he, I think he's talked about that a little bit on social media. So I I just think he's doing really well, and you know I love that dude. So shouts to Aaron. Um, third place is nothing to sneeze at. Um, we talked about Fox a little bit. Sorry, Light. I uh, didn't mean to betray you a little bit, but uh, <laughs> that matchup was that matchup was hard. So I, I like talking to to Aaron about it because um, I have like you know on my phone it's like 
just notes and notes and notes um, against Aaron. So uh, not against Aaron, against Light and Fox specifically. So yeah, I thought the top eight was really nice. There was also Stock Taker using Wolf and Sephiroth, which are some of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. It's always cool to see Sephiroth in uh, any sort of top eight because that isn't easy too. <laughs> uh, and Dan's uh, run to fourth was great too. Another New England native. Getting yeah, fourth he had place, like a lot like, of crazy sets, a lot of crazy moments. Like really, yeah, he had a, situations, he had a super comeback. crazy comeback against Stock Taker. Yes, I, I think five. that was the one that stood out Three the most. Three stocks to one at one point. Yes, yes. Yeah. He was getting dismantled. Yeah. And like that pop off he gave was much deserved. Like that crowd was behind him. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know how he stayed that composed, but my hat was off to him. I don't. I, if you watch the pop off too, I think he just immediately just exits the chair and just takes in the crowd. I don't even think he yeah. fist bumps stocked. <laughs> Dude, his controller just disappeared. Like, <laughs> he, he did Dang. not need that any. Like the sets, he does not need it anymore. Like not the magic trick. Poof. Yeah. Um. And that's one of the interesting things about Sephiroth and his wing mechanic. If Sephiroth is winning too hard, he's never going to see that wing again. Mm. And, and uh, sometimes when I'm beating people too hard, I'm like, wait. Maybe I should take some hits. Maybe I <laughs> like, take a grab break. You like take a stock or two and you're like, oh, no. Actually, like I, I have to be honest for the rest of this game. Like super honest. Like That's always a weird situation to be in um, as Sephiroth. Because sometimes when you're getting destroyed, you're like, this is actually chill. Like, because when you get wing, you're going to keep it like the whole game sometimes if you're actually getting bodied that hard. Right. So that's really, really interesting. Like, especially like um, I play the Sephiroth Ditto once in a while. And it's really weird in that scenario when like one Sephiroth player is like bodying the other, but then the other one gets wing for a super long time. And then all of a sudden, like you lost the match. Um, but yeah, that that's an interesting thing to think about. I feel like... Um, in the moment, it's it's really good, and then all of a sudden the match gets closer and closer, and you realize you just haven't even smelled wing in like two minutes. So, <laughs> uh, and that's scary because Pyra is like so consistent with the kill power and everything. So, yeah, uh, it, it, it's cool to see. Uh, you know, I know everyone's always talking about it, but Fox also won melee too. You know, we got light and ultimate. We got Fox uh, with Fox and ultimate IBDW. Oh. Cody Schwab, sorry, sorry, I'm not as much of a melee guy. He changed Schwab. his tactic, but uh, two foxes winning melee is uh, pretty poetic, like Phil was saying earlier. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good too because their grand finals was honestly just as exciting as what we. It was got. very similar. It yeah, was like it was a, a reset. The person on the game five, like, yeah, crazy. the person on loser side, guns blazing, destroying, like, you know, it's like. 3-1 in Ultimate, 3-0 in Melee, and then it was like a Game 5 in Set 2. It felt like a very similar stories. Yeah. Um, and I was at home, so I, I was watching. Usually I'm not watching every single match if I'm competing. So, um, and it's Melee's just I've – been, I've been around for a long time, and Melee's just a different universe right now. Like always the, the, fast-paced. The, always top, the top players in Grand Finals, and like there's just – these people are like the usuals, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. pretty crazy. I'm noticing for melee, it seems like you've got to become a lot more creative, like than it than it used to be. And like obviously, tech still is a big thing that you have to have. But like you watch that Zane uh, Cody match, you're just like that was just a lot of creative ish on both ends. You know what I mean? Like uh, the fact that that uh, Cody clutched it out the way he did, very uh, much deserved because. Those yeah. are the kind of classic matches that it, I don't care what game you're a fan of. Like you just, if you appreciate good Smash, you're like, okay, that was dope. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're one of those Twitch chat weirdos. Like, well, when's Melee start? Shut up, Jim. <laughs> I think what barely gave Cody the edge in that game five was, um, I think the creativity was a good point. I think his disadvantage got super creative at the end, and he was just able to make the most of his like second stock or something yeah. like that and like it just made zane like work a little extra hard and you got enough extra credit to win um and it reminds me of like how well zombo was playing versus light too like um like the things you have to do to like you know barely survive on a thread and like you know get a couple extra hits in before you lose your stock or something like that like, it goes such a long way in smash and in a tournament setting like cody using his firefox on stage and then mixing up where he's gonna go and then like you know taking advantage of the fact that it doesn't have much end lag and 
Zomba footstool daring out of shield and using his specific fox combos and like being super patient, disadvantage, like shield poking with up air, like Fox doesn't have the greatest shield. So especially when Zomba would get the shield really low, you saw him go for a lot of like falling up airs, cross up, pop, pop light up into a true combo into another yeah. up air, or like even just creative follow-ups like that. Light was also doing a bunch of creative things too, or just things that he the, really on air hasn't been doing. On air, did the side be off stage. That was pretty crazy. That uh, was yeah, nuts. It's an air, right? <laughs> I think that was like a zero to death. So yeah, yeah, he's he's done kind of, that kind of stuff too. I remember edge guarding. I'm scared. Yes, I, I remember. There's this one two G tournament that he was fighting Magister the Incineroar, and he literally illusions off stage and footstools Magister. Like it was fucking. That gives insane. me like uh, Gluto vibes. Gluto yeah. does a lot of those ultra character specific. Mm -hmm. but I guess it's more impressive with Fox because he falls like a brick. So. It's so funny when I was making the Fox guide with light on Metafy, I was like, yeah, I think there's a lot of times where you can approach someone and just like jump above them and do up air and it's really good. And then light was like, no, nah, that's trash. Like I, I would never do that. It was like behold, his MVP this weekend. What the fuck did we see? I was like, this <laughs> motherfucker. But the like really call I'm, outs in the scrap scenarios with the up airs. Like, well, it's because you don't want jumping against Fox feels good because you don't want to take the grab 50 50. Yeah, you're not getting nared on your shield. You're not. Not, uh, because just taking the grab, grab yeah. people are catching on to the Fox propaganda. I, I tried to spread it as much as pop possible. Just take the grab. Just take the grab. Now people are getting grabbed, put on platforms, getting platform tech chase. Now people are just like, oh shit, now I, I actually can't take the grab or I take 80 damage. So now people are jumping a lot more. So I'm, I'm glad the Fox meta has evolved. And even like there, there's a lot of like simple confirms that me and Void have always preached about and I understand that light can't just instantly apply all these things, but like, for example, against, we saw it against Zamba and Aaron a lot. Sour dash attack into forward smash is a very fucked up confirmed by the ledge. Yeah. And it, especially if you catch someone slacking on that DI, they're dead at like 70 or something absurd, or if you have a lot of rage. So I think both Zamba and light were playing well, and they were both implementing newer things, right? We're, we're five years into this game and we're still seeing new things yeah. come into the meta. And I mean, the matchup's just fun too, right? Like obviously both these characters are very broken and they're very overtuned, right? They're just really strong characters in the meta, but at least they're more of faster paced conversion, right? When someone got a hit, they usually would do minimum 50 damage to 80 yeah. damage plus advantage state. So the matches were very fast paced and we didn't have to worry about timeouts or anything like that. Nothing like a... Well, let's just say it wasn't the, the Smash Con top eight. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't have to worry worse. about top eights because there's no Ken. You kidding me? Oh my god! Get that what, is this? what is this bit? It's, what it's, bit? It's, why is it's, this? It's, why is this the person you attack? Have you watched yeah. his matches? He's attacking <laughs> me. Sonic's times out too. He's not actually. <laughs> Sonic does. I mean, Sonic's timeout is he has to actually. Sonic's times out less because his offense is stronger. Like Sonic's hits harder, so most like it doesn't always go to time but sonics knows how to ko he knows yes, how to yes. finish a stock that's the difference i hate that <laughs> that's supposed to be the thing they don't do okay um, so now we can talk about upcoming tournaments and how europe is rigging these brackets tell what's him up with that what's call him out that? what's up with that yeah, Lugi against light. Okay, and don't give me that stuff about oh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand. We got <laughs> translators, gyms. You're not getting away with it. Zamba, Zamba versus Bayo. Tweak, tweak. <laughs> running into Steve early is not like too crazy. Like you're probably gonna run into Steve in general. But uh, Zamba against Bayo and Light against Luigi is like that. Just, just don't make it that obvious. Like all a spade a spade. Yeah, like. <laughs> We, we all know that, like, most TOs are rigging brackets. All right, let's just keep it a buck. There's, there's like, no official please, stuff going please. on. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. Do you really think that TOs aren't rigging brackets? But you just, please don't make it look so obvious. Like, come on. That, that like, That's so obvious. Like, at least what switch it up. What happened to my little. show? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Gavin, hold on. Listen to me. Hear, hear us out, right? So I think there was more examples that were crazy, by the way, that we're forgetting, but I don't know. Yeah, really of course. But it's not like it's a negative thing to want to try and produce the best matches possible for an event. I don't think that's bad. I, I personally think if it comes down to like swapping a seat or two to get like some first time encounter matchups, 
I think that's wonderful. I feel like that's like where we were heading for a lot of the Smash kind of matches, but a lot of people got upset. You know what I mean? So right. there's a lot of ways you can look at it and spin it into a positive way. In this particular fashion, as Chuck said, it just seems so egregious that they're trying to stack the deck against NA not doing as well, which I don't blame them because NA is the greatest. This ain't League of Legends, baby. We know how to win over here, okay? <laughs> they hold it down. So when you I see them trying to take some shots at my boy Tweak, my boy Light, my boy Zamba, I'm like, you know what? They doing what they got to do because they threatened by the greatness of America and Mexico because that's, you know, that's NA. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you 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 say the word, you say those two letters, NA. Shout out to Spargo and Leia holding it down. Gotcha, bro. <laughs> <laughs> didn't used to be like that but you know what no, we're, we're team na we're team na throw in canada as well fuck it. <laughs> but i i'm I, i'm looking forward to watching that event i know you're going to compete at that event right tweak are you looking forward is this your first time going to europe i believe yeah it is um really yeah it's really surprising to me okay yeah it was my first time in mexico it was my first time in hawaii when i went wow. first time in europe um yeah i'm oh, excited boy. I'm actually leaving in like two hours. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm excited. I've been trying my best to put put more hours in. I've actually been watching a lot of Smash, which I'm hoping is like beneficial because usually if I'm not playing, I don't really care. But I've been watching, especially like watching a lot of people that play my characters, and it's been really fun. And like you know, there's always like little things I can learn, or sometimes even big things, to be honest. Um, I, I've looked at my bracket a little bit. I'm not too worried about like that, but I've just been more so focused on like putting that the effort in. Um, yeah, uh, I'm hoping to have a good time, like kind of you know take the extra time to have a good time with B and like you know experience some new things. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely excited. It's a big one. I kind of want to pull up the the start GG. Well, while you're doing that. I completely forgot the show. So if you guys are enjoying the content, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate. If you're watching on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate the podcast as well. Five stars, of course. And make sure to check out Watch the Throne coming up. We actually just announced that it will be streamed on VGBC today. So if you guys want to keep up to date with all the news for Watch the Throne, you can follow Watch the Throne at WTT Events on Twitter. And of course, we're bringing the best talent. And I mean, it's a it's pretty much a invitational tournament from the brought to you by the community for the community. And we're we have a ton of amazing talent as the base eight invited players. We got Tweak, Light, MKLeo, Spargo, Proto Banham, Akola, Gluto, and Bloom as the eight base invited players. And then we also had uh, well, who qualified from SmashCon? It was Mia and the Buzz. Yep. qualifying from SmashCon, and the next tournament coming up for qualif or as a qualifier will be port priority and then the last one will be like let's make moves miami and then we'll also have the voting spots as well so looking forward to that event and yeah do you have the bracket pulled up gavin for uh yeah i have like the projected top 64 there's a lot of good players here uh yeah they brought out a lot of uh just global talent, right? Because yeah. is there a good amount of Japanese players going as well? Yeah, Yoshidora is definitely like a big one. Uh, That's huge. Uh, I think it's pronounced Yogabu, the the Falcon from Japan. That's like really, really high ranked that we Ooh. haven't really seen much. He's insane, uh, dude. Yeah. He is insane. Uh, we got Bloom, Light, Zamba, Lugi, Gluto, Cosmos, uh, Siski, Takara, Tarek, Spargo, like you got everyone here. I see Ramen. I'm excited to see Ramen. Ramen. I, went from, I went from never seeing Ramen to seeing him like <laughs> once or twice a month, and I'm very happy that I'm like making up for all of like the years of not seeing him because he just, uh, just hasn't. He can't go to the NA tournaments. Um, Quarantine plus uh, all the visa issues with yep, America yep. and all that stuff. So yeah. yeah, it's been a while since we got to see Ramen. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is gonna be insane. I'm gonna look at the top eight projected too. I'm very curious about that as well, man. Make sure they got you in there. Huh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they got you in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm seated um 45th. It's pretty good. Oh, nice, nice. I think so. If you make some upsets, you might get loser side top eight. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. <laughs> Was that a shot at my results, Phil? No, 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 no,
no, no, no. I swear it wasn't. I was, it was a shot at their seating to make sure they don't oh, disrespect oh, okay. you. That's all. I was down to take that route too. I need I need to take some accountability, you know. You know I mean, it's been hard lately, man. These tough, seventh, man. these sevenths and ninths aren't cutting it. <laughs> At least you You're haven't gotten to the double player. digit, man. The double digit. No, I'm avoiding. I'm avoiding those. Those for sure. Wait, wait, wait. I have a serious question then. Okay, so like, obviously, like you know, ninth and seventh is good, but not good by your standards because we it's expect not. so much out of you. Like obviously, yeah. so what what's what is the change that gets you back into those top threes and even like potentially winning these tournaments? Because Terra, this this would be the tournament to make a statement like, yeah, I'm still here and I'm back. Like, what what's the game plan? Is it a character or is it just like you're practicing Ooh. more? What is it? I think it's a little bit of everything. Like really putting the hours in. Like um, I recently went to like a local and everything, and it and my game plan was. One, to get more practice versus Steve, because I just don't. And a lot of local tournaments will have, like, Steve players. Um, but also to, like, be in tournament mode, to be in that, like, kind of fight or flight, like, just, like, locked in kind of thing, like, more often. rather Because, like, over the, like, for, like, many years now, usually if I'm competing, it's at, like, a big tournament and that's it. So I, I've been, like, putting more hours in practicing. I went to a local. Um, I've been watching the game a lot more. But I think the biggest thing is like making smart decisions when I'm actually in these games. Like a lot of the sets I've lost, I felt like I just made some like silly decisions, whether it was character or something like that. Like I put myself in the losing matchups when I don't have to. And that's like always been a thing I just, I do sometimes where I like kind of overthink things. Um, so I think having the confidence to like, because I always think up these game plans and then I don't fully go through with them when I'm in the, the actual seat. Mm -hmm. Like Actually going through with them would be really nice, win or lose, because I can actually get that ball rolling rather than just like always thinking about it and never going through with it. Um, but something I always talk about um, just as a, like a Diddy player is I always want to go against like, you know, the Spargos and like the you know the people in grand finals like aquila i feel like i always do well but i'm not always making it to them and i think uh you know i just you never know what type of crazy matchup you might run into as a diddy player so either being really flexible and being really prepared for everything with diddy or not being afraid to counter pick with my other characters is big because it feels like every time i make it to these guys like i do really well but i just don't always make it to them so that that's that's basically my game plan. Nice, nice. Uh, oh, I also forgot to mention the Patreon episode today. We're going to be talking about the state of commentary <laughs> with the phenomenal EE or EE Visu, I should say. So obviously one of the most experienced commentators in the business. If you guys want to check out the Patreon episode or just our Patreon in general, that's the best way to support us. And there's many different tiers that you can check out. But the cheapest tier, you get to watch all the bonus content. So yeah, make sure you I'm going to be out. talking some shit. <laughs> we all love to hear it and yeah this this current meta it feels like i always like to view players like tweak as toolbox characters they like to have or toolbox players where they like to have this character that has a bunch of different options and you can unlock a bunch of different options through tech right so you work a little harder you have all these different tools for a bunch of little niche situations right and the toolbox gets wider and wider and i those those kind of players really like that wide variety of options, but it feels like the current meta, you almost don't really want that. And I feel like tweak can make that kind of stuff work. Like the really wide toolbox when he gets to the really, really good players because, or, or maybe the players that just get really far, maybe because he has more data on them. He watches them more. He studies their character more. Right. But it's so hard when you have that wide variety of tools and you're going up against a new player for the first time. And it's like, oh, okay, but they play like this character. I'm kind of familiar with this character, but he has a different play style, a lot more safe. How do I apply all of these different niche things to this player or this play style, right? And I mean, when you look at characters like Game & Watch or Cloud and stuff like that, they're a little bit more on the simple side. That doesn't necessarily mean they're, e they're easier to play at top level. There's just less tools. So you can focus on other things that aren't like, trying to apply all these different tools in a niche, right? Like you still have to be a really good player to make the simple, simpler characters work. 
And I mean, even Steve to a certain point can be viewed as a little bit more simple, right? Like there, there is a bunch of tech, but as of that we're seeing right now, we're not seeing the Steve's having to use the tech, right? So it's like, okay, get your block formations down and stuff like that. And then, you know, minecart and anvil, when you look at those like very simple tools, like they're very strong and effective, right? So, uh, do you feel like the counterpicking with simpler characters might kind of help you tone down the toolbox, if you will? Well, I think that's the hard part is I'm not counterpicking with simple characters is that like I'm <laughs> I'm counterpicking with like other difficult characters like Sephiroth. Um, he's definitely like simpler in a lot of ways than Diddy, but uh, it's kind of hard to explain. But yeah, like I mean, he has to be very precise. Like yeah. the, the game plan might be simple, but you have large hitboxes like the idea like when you look at Pyra, Pyra is. The, the more activity you have on a hitbox and the more range you have, the more leniency you have on it, right? Sephiroth has the range, but his the active frames aren't as much. So yeah. because the active frames aren't as much, you have to be so precise. That's A what lot of the time, I actually mm -hmm. don't consider Sephiroth like a character with a lot of range. It's um, like he obviously does have a lot of range, but it's like more like a, like a Belmont type of thing where it's like situationally he has a lot of range. And sometimes because the moves are more like stabbing rather than sweeping for some of them. Like it's actually not the range isn't where it matters or anything. Like there's like dead zones everywhere and all that stuff. So yeah, it is tough. And sometimes even when Sephiroth does better on paper, I prefer to go Diddy because I've played it more. And I just like, I trust in the consistency of Diddy Kong. Um, and Diddy Kong is definitely my best character as well. So yeah, it's not, like those types of feelings, like, definitely lead to a lot of hard decisions to be made, especially where it's like, you know, game five in a, against a really good player or something. Um, so I really want to break the mold and like, you know, if, if I can do something in, in a, in like a, a big bracket like this and feel like I did something that was bold yet made sense, like I would be really proud of that because a lot of the time I, I have regrets that I was like a little too afraid to do something. Um, outside of the the norm um so th that's been like that's always my goal and like uh you know the, the way i play in the moment goes back and forth sometimes i'm super simple sometimes i play like a psycho so like i don't know uh, we'll, we'll see what happens but i'm looking forward to it like looking at the top 64 and the top eight um there's a lot of things that could happen to make this bracket crazy so uh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm also glad that I'm going to like, there's like a crazy six hour time difference. Yep. I'm going super early. So I have a few days to have some to relax and adjust, prepare like physically. So, dude, I think that's the best thing to do. And, and real quick, just on your character thing, I, I just want to say this tweak. In my opinion, you are not a simple person. Okay. I don't think you can operate at your fullest potential if you're not playing a demanding character. Yeah, yeah. Diddy Kong is a good character, but Diddy Kong becomes an outstanding character when you're piloting them, right? Thank you. Your, your Joker and your Aegis that I've seen in the past, those characters are just good. You weren't doing anything special. You do yeah. special shit with Sephiroth and Diddy. And I'd even say, like, if you ever, if you ever brought back, like, your Warrior or DK, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Those are characters I feel like just complement your abilities because it's not simple. DK DK is a simple character. He ain't simple to win with. Can't nobody just do that. Everybody not Chunky Kong. Everybody yeah. not Tweak. Okay, that's what makes you special, my guy. All Thank right? you. Don't you ever forget that shit. <laughs> I actually have been. I have been playing a lot of DK on the side. Um, there you go. It's uh, it's um. For Smash Con, I was actually like warming up like a lot of characters, um, that I had played in the past. Like I warmed up some PT, some DK, some Wario, some Wolf. And I was just going to try to like, like I was kind of inspired by Kameme, who's just never afraid to do what he thinks is right for character. Not at all. <laughs> and I love that. Like, like when it's like not even about like the current situation of like winning or losing. And it's just like, he just plays what he think is best. Um, like, it's like, he really is not afraid of who he's up against. You know what I mean? Um, like if he thinks this character can do it, he's going to, he's going to try it out. Even if he hadn't been playing that character that day. And that was kind of my objective. But then at SmashCon, I probably played like, like in the far part of bracket, I probably played like one person I was expecting to. <laughs> so like it was kind of hard 
uh, when I wasn't really playing against anyone I was predicting to. And like, that was like, like AK, like uh, he was like the only person I, I um, was like really prepared to play against other than like some of my pools matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually, I had a secret. I don't think it was a secret because I actually played some friendlies with AK and my DK was doing well versus him. But that was going to be my secret pick if it like went sour because Snake has given me some trouble in the past, especially with Diddy. Um, but my Sephiroth has been beating AK the last couple of times, so it, it, nothing special ended up happening. But yeah, like stuff like that, like uh, like I, I was going to try to like have a really crazy game plan based on stages and what I'm up against and like winning or losing. But uh, once it actually came down to playing, like I was, it was like upset, upset after upset everywhere. So yeah, you're just like standing on a battlefield, like the fire is just going off. You're just like <laughs> you're in this hellhole, and you're like, what the fuck? Just upset after upset, and you and I feel like I'm when, obviously gonna go with Diddy Kong and Sephiroth when it's like yes, exactly, because everything's so survive. chaotic. Right? Like I'm just trying to live. Like yes, yes, you yeah. you want to go to comfort, so yeah, yeah I, I get that. But I I think shades of old tweak. I like I like to call it old tweak, where you know tweak would come into a tournament with like three to five characters. Obviously I think it was a lot easier to do it in the early meta because you were one of the strongest smash four players. So that kind of like transferred over, right. And everyone was kind of like still understanding and learning the game. But I felt like players like you and Leo really picked up on ultimate really quick. And you guys just kind of have a pick up characters at the event because another top player would be like, yo, like you, you're really good with this character. You should play this. Yeah. (laughs) Roy at fucking Gommel for grand final. Yeah. (laughs) So the, the very first let's make moves, um, which was like, I don't even think it was 2019 yet. I think the game was brand new and I was playing Krom and DK (laughs) and, um, I was playing doubles with Cosmos and uh, I was using Wario and doubles just because like I don't, I've been playing Smash a while and Wario is always like a doubles guy. Since Brawl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we won. Cosmos and I won doubles. And everyone, like all the good players in the venue were like, bro, your Wario is crazy. Like, what, what are you doing? Like not using him in singles. So I just used him that tournament for like in singles for like, like as my priority for the first time. And like I just won the tournament. Like low key, they shouldn't have said that because <laughs> I would have yeah. just stuck it out with DK and just like done like all right, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I feel like especially in the beginning of the game, just previous players that were top players in the previous game, and I also think just you and Leo have extremely high Smash IQs. You know what I mean? Like you've been playing uh, competitively for so long, and even when you started playing and in taking Smash information, you guys were really, really young, right? So. You've just yeah. been intaking Smash information for so long. It's such a young age. And then in your teenage years, already playing at a top level. So you, obviously your guys' Smash IQs are absolutely insane. But yeah, I, I just feel like it, obviously it's harder now, right? Four or five years into the meta, it's hard to spread yeah. really thin. And then especially when you found Diddy Kong and it's something that you love to play so much, but it's so high in demand. It's, it's just hard to play like four or five characters at that Something level. that... I don't even mind not being a, like not being able to just like switch and do whatever I want because I really appreciate how where we are in this game where like players have like all of like the little things down and like yeah. you can't like do a lazy decision against anyone you can't yeah. like just pick a random character and win like like people are really really playing as perfect as they can and like they know their percents they know their weird little combos on everyone like and if you're uh if you're going to play like I did in the past where it was just like, I'll pick the matchup that makes sense and just like play like, them. Yeah. like I'll be creative, but I'm not going to do some like training mode thing because I haven't put in the time. Like, like I'll do something weird, but I'm not going to do something like weirdly optimal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, uh, like if you watch light play with Fox, like this isn't something he could do if he just played every spacey or something like that. Right. Like, his fox would only be so good. Um, yeah, hundred percent. He kind of ca- he'd cap himself. Yeah, and that's how I feel about um, myself with Diddy. Is like, at some points, it was kind of upsetting to be the player that like would be really good with everyone, but never like you know like master of none kind of thing. Right. Um, and like Diddy kind of made me feel like an actual Smash Ultimate player because like I was. I was willing to go into training mode and do some weird stuff. And I, I liked the character enough to like 
not just switch off if something didn't go well. So, um, you know, if anything, I kind of admired those players, even though I didn't play like them, but I just didn't really have like the, the same passion for a specific character or anything. So Diddy Kong really helped me like regardless of winning or losing, like it, it, it feels more at home to, to know, like no matter what situation pops up, like you've, you've practiced everything a thousand times. So you found the one. I and, mean, and I, Wario, Wario kind of helped with that too, because Wario, I definitely had that. Like, there's definitely characters I've played and characters I've played, and and like Wario was like the first like the like situation where I was like really pushing the boundaries. Um, but like with PT, it's it's weird. It feels like it's like iffy. Like maybe yes, maybe no. Like it's a come and but, go character. Like a lot of like my characters, I were playing. I was playing because I just played them in the past or. Everyone was saying they were like, I was just bodying my friends with Crom, and they were like, this character's top five. And I was like, oh, okay. And I would just do it. <laughs> like, I, like, I did not care about the character at all. So, like, I, 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 I don't have any regrets or anything. Like, the game's been out for a while, and I've, I've played a little bit of everything. So, yeah, for sure. Everything's been shaped at this point. And, and, you know, like you said, you can't really embrace old strategies because the game's been solved to a certain level. And, like, degenerate strategies have not only been discovered, they've been embraced by a lot of people. Yeah. So, like, they've you're fighting polished. a completely different like, war now. A lot of playstyles have been so polished. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not just going to pick a random character versus a super good Steve player and just win with ease like i gotta be i gotta study the weird scenarios be super ready for anything like it's not even about playing the the good matchup for me anymore which is you know in a way like kind of uh relieving because like it, it it does lead to me overthinking less if i just know my character pool every every time i go to a tournament and i it's not even about playing the right matchup or anything it's like just pick the right matchup between these two or three characters it's like okay makes my life a little easier and I can just focus on executing. Um, but yeah, I know y'all are going to an event. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. PAX West. It's PAX West. Going to be is exciting. Is ultimate bracket? Or is uh, this just like, it's, like a, a, it's, it's interesting because so Nintendo has an event called Nintendo live mm-hmm. happening and it's not inside of PAX West. It's separate from PAX West to okay. my knowledge. Right, Phil? Yeah. It, it's, it's its own event. Like it's happening. Obviously like, uh, side by side because people are obviously going to be in town anyway for PAX, so why not go ahead and take advantage of the, those numbers? But um, yeah, there are two separate events, uh, which I'm excited for because I want to see how Nintendo uh, does deliver like their own kind of almost custom uh, type event in, in terms of like maybe like a tournament or whatever. It's more of a casual feel, obviously, but I think yeah. it's still going to be a really good time. They did a tournament um, over at Gamescom this this past weekend. And I think Tarek won that one as well, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, I do know it, it seems like maybe they're kind of maybe putting their toe, not necessarily back into competitive play, but into some sort of offline, in-person tournament type events, which I think is only a good thing because I'm personally a big Nintendo fan and I'm glad me and Charles are going to get to work together on one of those events. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. Uh, I, I've i done a lot of things to make it possible so I can work a Nintendo event. So, you know, keep the Twitter clean. I even changed my tag from Korean to Charles, which did matter. So Yes, they that, told him we can't hire a guy named Korean. What the so hell do you think this I, is? <laughs> it's uh it's been one of my one of the three comment three things on my commentary bucket list. So when I started commentating, I had three bucket lists and I, I I've completed two of them so far, but I didn't get the third one. So the first one I completed was commentate a summit. So I first one was Summit 3 I commentated, which was super dope. Then the other one was commentate for Nintendo. So I'm gonna about to check that one this weekend, this coming weekend. And the third one, I thought I was gonna get this one first, but it's it was to commentate Evo. I've never commentated Evo. Smash Ultimate only had one Evo 2019, and I don't know if we're ever gonna get another one. But I have been working and commentating other like fighting games. I've commentated like Guilty Gear, some Street Fighter 6 and stuff like that. So I'm solely getting the uh, resume built up for FGC. So I'm, I'm really excited. Hopefully I can get that last one checked off, but uh, we'll see. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, two out of three, I'll take yeah, it. It's pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. And, still winning. and it's, you know, what's interesting about Nintendo live or, I mean, just kind of in-person activations in general, we used to have things like E3 and now we're not like E3 is just a thing of the past at this point, right? Quarantine happened. And then now, now we're not really having E3. Yeah. So, 
it's, it's interesting how these different companies are having their own announcements, right? Where it's like, okay, we'll just announce things online, or maybe they have their own live activation and stuff like that. So I don't know if Nintendo Live is going to have any announcements or anything like that, but we could very much see an announcement at Nintendo Live. That would be super cool. And it would be really cool if Nintendo had their own kind of like an E3, where it's, but it's just Nintendo. And like people can come down. There's a bunch. If you've never been to an E3, it's so dope. Like the last E3 I went to, they had like a Luigi Mansion thing, like a whole setup. It, it looked like an actual mansion. You'd go inside, try the demo out. I tried the demo for Sword and Shield, and I was like in a Pokemon gym. And yeah. it was like a whole. Oh, you told was, me about that. Dude, yeah. it, was it was so, so cool. fucking cool. They okay. had they had like a one of the Link games came out. The one with the giant egg. What was it called? Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. So they had the remake for that, and they had this whole area. That was Who calls it a that. Link game? Whatever, bro. That's the name of the character, man. But there's, it, a, like, there's, those... there's an easy name for it. Zelda, man. All right. You <laughs> All right I love so Link games. Link games are great. Sorry. But, sorry. but uh, yeah, I mean, th- those kind of live activations are super sick. I'm hoping, especially when I heard E3 is not really happening, or at least like, if E3 happens, it's not going to have all the big names involved. It kind of made me sad, right? Because I was like, man, am I ever going to see these kind of live activations from Nintendo, which is like, for the most part, most of my favorite games come from Nintendo, right? So yep. it's always cool to see those kind of big live activations. So Nintendo Live, I'm hoping it's uh, pretty, it has similar vibes to something like E3, what they do at E3. And That's stuff the like that. thing about like quarantine COVID happening is, and E3 kind of going with it is like, it's, it's definitely going to need like, everyone needs to change they, they're gonna they still have to like you know you know market their stuff so it's just we're mm-hmm. just gonna see how it changes and what's different about it um and like you said like having your own events is cool like they still do like nintendo directs and everything but um yeah we'll see it just it's just like a forced change whether they wanted to or not for all of these companies um but yeah i guess that about uh wraps it up uh we could get into the patreon bonus topic unless y'all have any any final around the horn type stuff any closing words e yeah i got some closing words all right what's up man i'm gonna Uh-oh. say this and i want you to listen to what i'm saying tweak looking right at you all right i might not be able to be there the next couple of tournaments you're competing at but you're a fucking goat kid okay Thank i need you. you to remember that i need you to play with full confidence and just shit on any of these gyms <laughs> they even have a chance against you, except right. for light, and destroy them. All right, <laughs> destroy them. I think I'm home for the you, USA. I'm gonna think I'm gonna take this so full to heart that I'm I might even have to beat light. I'm sorry. You know what? If it happens, he just got shined. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm tired of saying NA. I want to say US, damn <laughs> I'm tired of getting carried. <laughs> Our region gets carried by Mexico and Canada, damn it. <laughs> Yeah. So uh thanks y'all. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, E. Uh I am traveling, so there might be not as much uh content stuff when it comes to streaming YouTube. Um I will try to get the audio for this out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh there will probably be some Patreon stuff. But um yeah, it it might be a little difficult. We'll see. Uh but yeah, thank you so much for watching and we're gonna get into the bonus content. Thank you.